Hello, friends. This is Cliff Knight from Equippers International. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We want to lift up Jesus and provide a place for you to learn more about Him and to grow in your relationship with Him. If you find the podcast helpful, feel free to share it with others. We believe it will be a source of blessing and encouragement, and you will be strengthened in your relationship with Jesus. Hello, welcome back to the Equippers International Podcast. We're in the book of Romans together, and we're finishing up chapter three in this episode. It's been a very important and critical chapter, especially the paragraph we've just finished. If you haven't listened to those episodes yet, go back and listen because they're very important in laying the foundation for Paul's understanding of the gospel. But in this episode, let me read from verse 27 through the remainder of the chapter, verse 31. Where then is boasting? It is excluded. By what kind of law? Of works? No, but by the law of faith. For we maintain that a man is justified by faith apart from works of the law. Or is God the God of the Jews only? Is he not the God of Gentiles also? Yes, of Gentiles also, since indeed God who will justify the circumcised by faith and the circumcised through faith is one. Do we then nullify the law through faith? May it never be. On the contrary, we establish the law. Okay, there's lots of important things to look at in this little paragraph. Obviously, the theme that sticks out more than anything is faith. It's interesting that Paul starts the paragraph by asking a question. And this is something that we've seen Paul do throughout the book of Romans so far because he's in really a teaching mode with his audience. So he's asking questions to kind of expose maybe what direction they would go as a result of what he said previously. And this is exactly what he does in verse 27. He knows that the Jews specifically would be inclined toward boasting, toward taking pride in something that they were able to do in their own strength, not just taking pride in who they were as God's chosen people, but also in an unhealthy way, taking pride in boasting in their ability to do the works of the law. And so Paul asked this question, where is boasting? As a result of what I've just said, just beautifully laid out in the paragraph before, that God God justifies us based on a gift by his grace through forgiveness and that when he publicly displayed Jesus as the propitiation in his blood, when God did those things, he proved himself to be just in his justifying of man according to faith. And so God laid down the ground rules, as I spoke about in the previous episode, and he says, all you have to do is believe. Work ends. Belief begins. And so Paul says, so where are you going to boast and where are you going to take pride in your ability to earn some type of favor before God? Paul says, it's excluded. There's no place for boasting. And he asked a question there. How is it excluded? By what kind of law? Now, one thing that's important to understand is the New Testament use of the word law. I haven't gone into this in detail yet in our study of the book of Romans, but it's very important because law appears more in the book of Romans than it does in any other New Testament letter. So Paul's obviously addressing issues pertaining to the Jews and the law in many places in the book of Romans, but 
he also refers to different types of laws. And what I mean by that is not laws in the Old Testament law. What I mean by that is what I would call working principles, similar to what we would understand as like the law of gravity. It's something that works because God has put it in place, and it works every time. So it's a dependable principle, if you want to put it that way. Because in the Greek language, there's only one word that is translated law. And then you have to look at the context in which the biblical writers are referring to that word and using that word. Is it referring to the Mosaic law? Is it referring to some type of principle of nature? Is it referring to some type of civil law? And in many cases, Paul uses law in a general sense to refer to some type of principle. And this is exactly what he's doing here in this scripture. He's saying, what principle is it work? Is it a principle of works? I mean, do we get justified by something that we do in working and fulfilling the requirements of the law? Paul says, absolutely not. There's a new law that has been put into place in Christ, and that is the law of faith. He answers his own question there in verse 27. He says, no, but by the law of faith. And then he says in verse 28, for we maintain that a man is justified by faith apart from works of the law. So Paul is being very clear that there now is a new principle at work, a principle by which we are justified, brought into right relationship with God only through faith. So the law that we operate by as believers is a law of faith. And that's why faith is so important. And that's why I come back to it over and over and over. Our life must be characterized as a lifestyle of faith. We must be believers. I love the scripture in John chapter 6 when the Pharisees came to Jesus after he had fed the 5,000. And they say, what works should we do in order to do the works of God? Jesus immediately answers them and he says, this is the work of God that you believe in him whom he sent. The only thing that we have to do is believe. In our believing, in our having faith in everything that God has done, we are justified. And as this principle of faith operates in our lives, then we experience the right relationship with God. There's no other way to experience that relationship with God. So Paul makes it very clear that there's a new law at work. Now, if you want to talk about this idea of law being a principle, a different law other than the law of the Old Testament, there's a couple different references that you may want to look at. One is right here in the book of Romans in chapter 8, where Paul says that there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set us free from the law of sin and death. So what's he saying? In the law of sin and death, he might have been referring to the Old Testament law. I think more specifically, he's talking about a law, a principle of sin that works in the hearts of people and brings about death, spiritual death in their lives, ultimately physical death and separation from God for eternity. But he says there that there is another principle at work, and it's the principle, the law, the force, if you will, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. And so that principle is at work. 
Paul also tells us in Galatians chapter 6, verse 2, to bear one another's burdens and thereby fulfill the law of Christ. So he's saying that when we walk with one another as believers and we bear one another's burdens together, then we're actually fulfilling what he calls the law of Christ. I believe specifically that law is wrapped up in the new commandment that Jesus gave us when he said, a new commandment I give you that you love one another. And upholding the law of Christ happens in our lives when we love one another from a pure heart and we bear one another's burdens together and do all the things that love represents in our lives as believers. So there's different principles at work in the life of believers. So I just wanted to point some of those out to you in this episode. So if we go back to verse 29, he says there, or is God a God of Jews only? Is he not also the God of Gentiles? So So here is a direct reference again to Paul kind of putting the Jews and the Gentiles in juxtaposition to one another because, as I've said, there was this dialogue in the church in Rome, and we're going to get into it in much more detail, the most famous passage of Scripture in chapters 9, 10, and 11, where Paul talks extensively about Israel and the Jews and the relationship to the Gentiles, and this is going to be a very important subject for Paul and something we're going to spend a lot of time in digging around in. If that is something you're interested in, stay tuned because we're getting there. But this dialogue going back and forth between the Jews and the Gentiles, Paul always brings it to the same conclusion. The same rules apply. There is no difference now in the new covenant, in the new work that God has done through Christ Jesus. There is no difference between the Jew and the Gentile. That's why he declares that in Christ there is neither Jew nor Gentile. And so this is what he's doing in this passage. He's saying, look, guys, God is a God of all all people. He's not just the God of the Jews. He's also the God of everyone else. Because remember that Paul's terms for all of humanity are two sets of people, Jews and everybody else, the Gentiles. So Paul says that God is also the God of the Gentiles, and he's the same God who brings justification through faith for the circumcised and for the uncircumcised, because the circumcision for the Jews was the sign of the covenant that God had given to Abraham, and that's what made them, in many regards, the covenantal people of God. Yes, they also looked to the law that was given through Moses, but that law came hundreds of years later after God had already established his covenant with Abraham, and the sign of the covenant that God gave Abraham was circumcision. And so for Paul, his understanding of the Christian life is that circumcision now is not something done of the flesh. It's something done of the heart. And we're going to look at that later in the book of Romans as well. But let's just stay here in this passage for this episode. We'll build these concepts as we move along in the book of Romans. But Paul's establishing this very important truth in these verses that there's a new law at work, this new principle that says faith is the determining factor, not something you do in order to fulfill requirements of the law. But faith is the way you come to justification before the Lord. But then he asked this important question in verse 31. Do we nullify the law through faith? 
So again, he's expecting a question from his audience and because he is driving this point home so strong that Jews would say, well, Paul, wait a minute. What I hear you saying is that the law has no part to play anymore. And when it comes to justification, that's exactly what Paul's saying. The law is excluded. There is no way to receive justification by the works of the law, but He also doesn't throw the proverbial baby out with the bathwater. He's not going to throw the law under the bus, so to speak. He's going to say this, that no, quite the contrary. We don't nullify the law, but on the other hand, we establish the law. Now, what does he mean by establish the law? Is he mean that we then say, no, we establish it as a principle by which to live before God? I don't believe that's what he's talking about. He makes it very clear throughout his teaching in the whole New Testament that the law is not a principle by which we live before God. The only principle we live before God in is the principle of faith and trusting in all that God has done for us in Christ Jesus. And that's what sets us in right relationship with God. So what is he saying? We establish the law. The word literally means here to stand up. I believe what he's saying is that through our faith response to God, we establish everything that God was attempting to reveal to us through the law. In the process of giving of the law, the process to show mankind how sinful he was, because Paul talks about that as well in the book of Galatians. He says the law came in so that transgression would increase. And you might say, my goodness, why would God put a law in place that would just cause people to sin more? Well, that may be a topic for another discussion. We will get to that in Romans chapter 7. But it is a mystery that God would give an actual law, which is holy commandments that reveal his heart and his holiness only to set men up to put them in a place where failure was inevitable so that they would be led to the solution, which is Christ. So that's a bit of a mystery in the way God has worked through all those things. But nonetheless, what Paul is saying is when we respond to him in faith, we're actually standing up the law and saying it accomplished exactly what God wanted it to accomplish. So it is not bad. It is not evil. We don't throw it out. We establish the fact that God was wise in doing what he did in order to bring about the ultimate work that he brought about in his son, Christ Jesus. So it's a beautiful picture of the way God works in his infinite wisdom. So today we take away from this episode this beautiful truth. Faith is a principle. It is the most foundational operating principle in our lives as believers. That's why we're called believers, because we're people of faith. Faith first and foremost and primarily in the work of Jesus Christ, in what God has accomplished in order to bring this gift of righteousness to us, this gift of justification by which we stand in this relationship with God, free from all requirements, and it's simply on the basis of faith. So be strong and courageous and love Jesus more. Mm